Welcome to the Strong Life Coach Podcast, where we speak life, coach life, write life, and lead life. Today, we're joined in the podcast studio by Robin Romero. Robin, welcome to the show. Thank you, Derek, and thank you for having me. Yes, so I know um, I've reported to you in the past, so mm -hmm. you've been my boss, you've been my leader before, <laughs> yes. so I know you have valuable content to offer. I know in the time when I reported to you, you would always have nuggets, you're always committed to growing mm -hmm. and committed to developing the people around you. So mm -hmm. I'm excited about you being able to share today. Well, thank you. And, you know, developing other people is something that I am passionate about as yes. well as developing myself. So I'm just happy to be part of your journey and to come support you by yes. joining you today. Love it. So, so for people turning, tuning in, I want to make sure they know who you are. So I'm going to okay. go through your bi your biography. If I miss anything or if I say anything wrong, feel free to jump in and correct me. I'm, okay. I'm completely okay with that. But you attained your, uh, you graduated from St. Mary's University with a degree mm -hmm. in psychology. I did. And you are an operations manager at a major insurance company. Correct. You have eight years of operation experience. You've been married for three years. Mm -hmm. Jesus. Yes. And you have two children, Desiree and Nicholas. Yes, I do. All right. So let's jump into the questions. Okay. I want to ask you, when did you first see yourself as a leader? As a leader, really my my whole life. Um, I had my grandmother in my life, and she always um, was a leader informally in the community and mm. always kind of presented that uh, to me, that yes. you're always a leader, that you're not a follower, that... Um, you should always be have a voice. Mm -hmm. And so my entire life, I have always just demonstrated leadership. Yes. Um, I've never been afraid to be different from other people or to say something different from other people mm -hmm. and just kind of do what I needed to do to grow. So mm -hmm. throughout, it's just been kind of who I am. Mm -hmm. um, being at the place that I'm currently at, right. you know, that has allowed me to further my leadership and really own it. But it was something that has just always been a part of my growth. Mm -hmm. So, I, I love how you brought up your grandma mm -hmm. because I think you, we have these people in our lives that we can see as, oh, this is a normal part of of uh, who they are. It's a normal for us. Or everybody surely has an example like this. But when we pause and reflect on the people around us, there, it really is we can see leadership qualities and traits about them even before you know i even knew what those traits were right, right. like there was a time period where i didn't know the word humility right mm -hmm. I, like that wasn't a word that i grew up in a culture talking about discussing or trying to embrace but people around us like your grandma mm -hmm. began to show you this example and i love how you're able to even cite back to her and say yeah. she was one of those first role models of leadership right yeah. And, and you also talk about being different. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's key for, for a leader. Right. Yes. And not just blending in and doing what everybody else is doing. And that's such a key, I think, leadership point and being able to stand up and stand out at times. Right. If you're just going with the crowd all of the time just to go with the crowd, you know, is that really leadership? Um, mm -hmm. Are there moments when you can say, I see where we're going, but. Let me give you a different perspective mm -hmm. so that we're having. We're looking at all sides when we're making decisions. Mm -hmm. That's really leadership. Yes. And uh, and I think you, you, there's an element of leadership that's questioning the common thinking. Mm -hmm. You know, well, everybody's doing this or we've always done it this yes. way. But as a leader going, well, what if it can be better than it's been? Because so, we get that phrase like if it's not broke, don't fix it, mm -hmm. which there's truth in it. But what if it could be better? Right. What if it could be faster? What if it could be more effective and more efficient than 
why don't we try to refine whatever this is? But there's it takes sometimes someone like yourself, a leader to identify something like that and not just go along with the crowd. Right. Right. And it's not to be, you know, against the water all the time. Mm -hmm. You, you got to go with the current sometimes. But it's also about just being able to distinguish when I need to and when I need to not. Mm -hmm. um, and being an effective leader is also knowing how to communicate that message because you, yes. you also don't want to get branded as being a negative person. That's right. And just being a stick in the mud to be a stick in the mud. Mm -hmm. um, so really the leadership and effective leadership is your ability to distinguish when I should speak up and how should I do it. Mm. Wow. I think those are great principles because it's identifying something. Mm -hmm. And then the time you brought up timing. Yes. Key leadership principle. I think that's yes. one of John Maxwell's 21 irre irrefutable laws <laughs> yes. of leadership. But then you even talk about delivery, right? Mm -hmm. So I think those are uh, great principles of timing and delivery because sometimes you can have the right message to say, but you say it the wrong way, to mm -hmm. your point. Or you can say it at the wrong time. Right. Because you can deliver the right message in the right way at the wrong time <laughs> or the right yes. message at the right time in the wrong way. Mm -hmm. And it can still be a miss. But right. I think you captured these great leadership principles there. Yeah, thank you. Now, for you, what is the most rewarding part of being in a leadership role? The most rewarding part is seeing people excel and grow. Mm -hmm. You know, when I think about my experience, I think about those individuals that have reached the position that they really wanted to, have mm -hmm. had the breakthrough that they wanted to. Um, when I first became a supervisor, there was a girl on my team who really was kind of abrasive, um, didn't want people to sit next to her, didn't want people to engage with her. Mm -hmm. I mean, wouldn't even let people sit with her for a side by side. Mm. And she applied for a quality position and didn't get it and was really kind of bummed down. And when I got the feedback at my level, it really was about her abrasiveness. Mm -hmm. And how do you how was she going to be a leader if she's abrasive towards people? And so when I met with her, I was very honest with her. Mm -hmm. um, and I talked to her about brand and about feedback that I was given and how mm -hmm. you can change your brand. You can change how people are branding yes. you, but it's going to take work. And, you know, and I was there to help. That's the other piece is don't just give feedback, but offer to be part of it. Mm -hmm. And so I told her, I'm here to help you get there. And she did. I mean, it was almost like that next week. It was night and day and it was continuous growth. And really within less than six months, she did get the position that she wanted wow. to. Um, and every time I would see her on campus, I'm, I would just feel that pride mm -hmm. that she got there. And even if all I did was give some information, mm -hmm. I got to be part of that journey. And yes. so that is where the leadership reward kind of mm -hmm. comes from. I love it. Yeah, There is this element of you watching her be built in her yes. career. You know, I think about almost like building a house, mm -hmm. but in your leadership role, what I heard you say is there's you, you can see your fingerprints on the foundation of the house that she was building. And you can look right. like, hey, I helped with that. Yes. But you even hit, hit a great point of honesty and having these honest conversations, because sometimes we can I mean, probably most of the time, even we see the shortcomings in each other, you know, in the professional environment. Mm -hmm. But it's like, do I really want to say this? Right. You know, do I have to? Mm -hmm. But you're seeing the fruit of having these candid conversations and it being a source of help to somebody flourishing in a career, making more right. money, being in a more rewarding role, something they were able to achieve a goal because you were having that candid conversation. Yeah, well, think about, I mean, what a tragedy it would be for her not to 
reach the position she wanted because someone wasn't courageous enough to tell her. Mm -hmm. And as a leader, it really is, it's not supposed to be easy. Mm -hmm. Um, Giving people hard truth is difficult. Mm -hmm. And that is what leadership is. And so, so often you see people that are afraid to do it or they don't have the investment in it. Mm-hmm. And that's what our that's what we should be doing. Mm-hmm. We should be developing people. Yes. Yeah. Right. And, and I, I never want to be somebody who's like uh, giving in to fear. Like, because mm-hmm. we all feel it. Like, right. I, I feel hesitant or worry. I mean, yeah. you know, we start a podcast and I'm like, okay, I've never done this before. There's mm-hmm. fear and worry. But to your point, like, you don't want the fear to control what I do and don't do. Right. Especially in that leadership role, you have this perspective or this insight that's holding her back mm-hmm. and blocking her growth and if i can open her eyes you, to see if you could open her eyes to see this block then the sky's the limit right in having that conversation yeah when it comes to your journey what unique challenge have you overcome in your leadership journey so it kind of goes along with my story um mm-hmm. you know i think back i had i had been in a leadership role for maybe a few years and I was trying to apply for another position Mm -hmm. and I applied for the position I thought the interview went great and then I didn't get it and when I got the feedback from my leader one of the pieces of feedback was something that had been branded on me from a few years before Uh that no one had ever told me so it was like here's this thing that no one has ever given you feedback on and we want to hold it against you in the interview wow and it was really hurtful, but it was also kind of liberating because it's like, okay, now I know what I can fix. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was that was kind of a turning point. I also had a leader that we did not see eye to eye. And I think people think that that can be a bad thing, but I look back at it now and I think that was the best experience I ever had because I had a leader that worked very differently than than I did. Mm-hmm. We did not get along. Uh oh. There were there were moments when, and I, I'm ashamed to say, I would cancel my one on ones with them because I'm like, oh, I'm busy. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't have time to meet mm-hmm. with you. Um, and we we really hit a turning point with each other where I was thinking of leaving the company. Uh oh. Because I'm like, you know what? I'm kind of done with this. This is not working out. Sure. You know, she's not meeting me halfway. I'm I'm not willing to meet her halfway. Mm-hmm. Maybe we need to just call this. Um, and I kind of had that decision making moment where I thought about what do I want to do? Mm-hmm. And so I decided I want to stay. And in order for me to stay, I'm going to have to change. Wow. And I have to change how I am and change how I work with her. Mm-hmm. And so we ended up really just you know, we might not be the best of friends, but we learned how to be to work well together mm-hmm. and how to I, I offered my strengths. She offered her strengths. I grew a lot after that. Mm-hmm. I got promoted in like six months. Yes. Um, nice. Got another promotion to the department I was in. Mm-hmm. So probably about another year later. And I remember when I left her um, and moved on to a new leader, she was like, you're such a different person. Wow. You've grown so much. You're so ready for this. And she mm-hmm. was really proud. And and I was proud of myself and of our relationship. So mm-hmm. that was a big dis- defining moment for me. But that's also why I always am honest with people. Yes. Because I never want someone to be branded as something and to not be told. Yes. They can't fix it. I, I, it's actually something I remember f- uh, from you about a mm-hmm. year ago. And you, you were having this same conversation mm-hmm. of you never want that to be people in your circle that are connected with you. 
you never want them to have a brand that they're not aware of. Yes. And so you having these courageous, uncomfortable, yes. probably even <laughs> uneasy conversations with mm -hmm. people around you, but because you're trying to protect them from that experience. Right. You don't want them to show up for a job or for a role and find out there's something that people are thinking that needs to change and grow mm -hmm. um, yourself because of the experience you had. Right. Yeah. Um, and this might be similar similar uh, question I have for you here. Actually, I want to go back to something you said. You, you said um, there is a brand, there, you know, changing our brand mm -hmm. is something you brought up. Mm -hmm. And you can we had to work hard to change it. And, and they brought up, you said it was two years mm -hmm. that you had a certain brand mm -hmm. and nobody had told you about yeah. it. But they had thought it. You know, you yeah. think about there's like both sides of that, right? Like um, I'm thinking about for people listening. Some some people are on the side of they're seeing something wrong or off with another person's brand. And right. we talked about the the courageous angle right. of the person who sees it. But then there's the, the receiver, right? Mm -hmm. on, on the receiving end of that. How do you think um, what took place for you or in what do you do when it comes to uh, being a great receiver of that feedback that you need to change and grow in? Accepting it. You know, you have to accept and you also have to pay attention to who it's coming from. And that's mm -hmm. why, you know, before you give great feedback, make sure you have a good relationship with the person that yes. they know it's coming from a place of love. Mm -hmm. um, and that, you know, so when I get feedback about something, I always make sure that I, I do accept it and I say thank you for it. Mm -hmm. And then I let it sit with me for a little while. Mm -hmm. You know, do I see the examples? And perception is reality, even yes. if you don't like it. It, it is reality. So you have to work then to change the perception. It's either true and you need to fix it or it's a perception that you're putting out into the universe and mm. you got to fix that. Yes. So you have to be willing to say, I'm not perfect and, mm -hmm. you know, and take it in. And we all use the phrase, right? We go, I'm not perfect. OK, yeah. well, what are you doing with that imperfection? Mm -hmm. You know, and are you open to the imperfection other people see right. and then providing some kind of game plan together? to change it. And I like how you talked about the difference between um, the, the reality and perception. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you're like, hey, well, I, I don't I don't see myself as impatient. Right. But asking, well, how am I showing impatience, mm -hmm. even if I don't feel that way? You yeah. know, my wife and I had that conversation often where she goes, hey, it seems like you have a little bit of an attitude. She, she'll tell me <laughs> and I go, that's weird because inside I'm feeling great right now. Yeah. <laughs> like I could tell you 25 things I love about you. Mm -hmm. I could tell you 40 things that, I, that I'm thankful for for you. And yeah. I can apologize for anything that you want me to right now. So I, I tell and I we, we, we're like laughing at this point. But but it's a real conversation of if I really had a bad attitude, wouldn't I not be able to tell you what I love about you and, and what I'm thankful for? But the idea of delivery, mm -hmm. which is that perception, right? Yeah. Like, so I'm going, it's not real. I don't have a bad attitude. Yeah. But she's talking about my delivery, you know, mm -hmm. is my delivery off that I need to alter that perception you're talking about? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you have situations where people don't have a lot of blind spots. Not everybody is self-aware. Mm -hmm. And so how do you tell somebody something that they, they don't see in themselves? Right. You have to have some examples. I mean, yes. try not to just give a generality of, well, you're always impatient. Okay, well, when? Right. Tell me what I did. Mm -hmm. Give me the example so that I understand it. So I do try to come in with, let's talk about this situation that I observed and this is the behavior that I'm seeing. You know, it's, yes. I'm here to help you. Let's work through it. Um, and it's always gone over well. And I mm. also always ask for feedback. 
you know, when I'm giving feedback, mm. I will ask for feedback mm -hmm. as well for myself because yes. maybe my delivery and that feedback wasn't great. Mm -hmm. um, but usually it, it goes well. I mean, it's it's rare that I get too much mm -hmm. pushback, yes. I think, because I, do, I also try to build relationships with yes. them. Yeah. I actually remember some feedback you gave me mm -hmm. um, and, I, and I was like, she must be thinking about it because it hit oh, me. Yes. <laughs> I think it was somebody, I, I think they were being disrespectful first. And I think I said, well, I don't know if you remember what it was, but I think there was an element of rudeness and mm -hmm. impatience that I had. And there's a condescending nature, yeah. which I don't want to be right. I don't want right. to, I, I want to be a humble leader, a servant leader. Mm -hmm. But um, I think as I think their intensity kind of increased and my intensity kind of increased mm -hmm. and you're only hearing my side of it. Yep. But I think it called me to go back and to take ownership of uh, of my delivery, and I, and you had that that crystal clear example, mm -hmm. and I was like, hey, you're right. Uh, there's no there's no arguing around this, and I remember the yeah. frustration and irritation I had, and I was letting that seep into um, the way I was interacting. Mm -hmm. So um, so I I know for people listening in, she doesn't just talk about these principles. <laughs> you live the principles yes. of hey, let me give you the specific feedback of this one moment mm -hmm. um, where I saw this in you. So yeah, um, thank you for that. Um, so how have you had to change in your leadership journey? So, you know, the, the perception. So the, one of the things that I used to struggle with, and I still somewhat do, but I'm much better than I was, um, is that, you know, when you're, when you have that kind of leadership and you have those opinions, sometimes just saying them without the right timing or mm -hmm. the right venue can be, you know, problematic. So I think sometimes I would express an opinion in an environment where I shouldn't have. Oh. Um, or, you know, and it came across as kind of just being a little bit negative. Mm -hmm. um, I also have very, you know, how I have high expectations of myself. And so that also translates to other people, because I think that we should all be kind of, you know, delivering the best of ourselves all the time. Yes. And, you know, so that perception was there that I would just say, this is what you should be doing. Mm. And then it didn't come across very well with people. Right. Um, so really what I, I've become more self-aware mm -hmm. of myself and my triggers. Mm -hmm. um, if I feel that something is heated and I feel the heat coming, like, okay, somebody said something really rude to me and I want to respond right. back. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't, I will hold on to it. I will put it away mm -hmm. and I will not respond to it until I'm ready to do that. So even in, kind of those fierce conversations, those tough conversations that you have to have with people. If I know that I'm not in an emotional state to have that conversation, Ooh. I do not have that conversation. Wow. So, you know, and I, I would tell my leader, cause the other piece is don't ever make your leader have the conversation for you. Mm -hmm. But I would tell my leader, you know, this situation happened. I am going to have the conversation. Mm -hmm. I'm just letting you know that I'm going to have it. Um, but I'm going to do it when I'm emotionally ready. Yes. And so, and I always did with my peers, you know, if something happened, they said something or, you know, and I came in from a place of here's what happened. Here's how it made me feel. Mm -hmm. I would like us to work together positively. So what can I do to make that relationship better? Yes. How can we come in together? Mm -hmm. um, and it always, you know, kind of panned out and we aired our, mm -hmm. you know, sides and it came from a better place. Because if you react Right. When you're mad, mm -hmm. you're going to damage the relationship. Yes. It's going to be bad. Right. And I think I used to be really quick, especially in emails, mm -hmm. that someone sent me that angry email and I wanted to just send it right, right. back. Right, right. And so I've stopped doing that. Mm -hmm. um, I've become much better about 
owning my emotions mm -hmm. and like, okay, I'm not going to do it. Yes. Put it away. Send it tomorrow. Right, right. No, it's <laughs> such a great point because in the heat of the moment, like your thoughts are going like, oh, I have mm -hmm. these great points and I'm just going to prove this person that I'm right or, yes. you know, and get, getting caught up in the wrong thing. Like it's not really about being right. right. You know, it's it if, it if the relationship is important to me, to your point of what emotional state am I in and what negative impact might this have on the relationship if I speak or if I type right. in this state? Yeah, and I I had a leader that um, actually saw some saw an associate doing something and in an emotional state, you know, took the associate off the phone and kind of just laid into them. Mm -hmm. And then the associate came to me when I you know returned for the day, and they were like, you know your boss came and talked to me and they were yelling at me and, you know, they felt this kind of, they felt the emotion of it. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Oh my goodness. You know, I said, okay, you know, we'll go talk. And so I had to talk to my leader about mm -hmm. don't have those conversations when you're emotional because this is what happens and yes. it breaks the relationship and you mm -hmm. really don't want to do that. So mm -hmm. yeah. great, great insight. I think so. Something I, t I tell people when they're on the show is that mm -hmm. hey, I'm going to go back listen to every sentence we talk in okay. and i know you're already offering me some great what i do is i listen to every sentence every, everything we talk about mm -hmm. so i can file because right in the middle of the show i can't like be filing away and typing right. or, or putting it into my phone into my files but i think you're offering me some great insight when it comes to interpersonal relationships mm -hmm. and our interactions with one another helping each other right giving feedback receiving mm -hmm. feedback putting um putting actions behind it, resolving conflict. I think right. these are all these principles <laughs> I'm hearing you talk about, but I'm looking forward to the journey of going back and filing away yeah. all the insight that you're sharing right now. So let's change gears. It's similar, but a little bit different. Okay. How have you continued to grow in your leadership journey? So every day is growth for me. Um, I think, you know, different things. So I do, I do read right now. I'm reading Brene Brown, um, just dare, dare greatly. And kind of learning how to share my vulnerability and being more, I think I'm always a genuine person. I'm always an honest person, mm -hmm. but now doing things that kind of scare me, like doing Ooh. this, this would be a scary mm -hmm. thing. Sure. Saying yes to things that I would normally say no to. All right. Um, Thank you for, uh, yes. did, what's, it called? what's the book called? It's uh, Daring Greatly. Daring Greatly. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for Daring Greatly yes. and coming on the show. <laughs> no, but keep going. No, um. You know, and just share, I continue to share what I learned with, mm -hmm. with my associates, with my team. Um, you know, I subscribe to newsletters, I'm reading, I watch podcasts like this mm -hmm. to help me grow because so many people have different experiences yes. and you can pick up, even if I listen to your podcast and I pick up just one thing from it, Yes, that is going to stick with me and make me a better person. Mm -hmm. So that is really my journey. But this year, my focus has really been on doing things that I would normally say no to. Wow. I last year when I was, you know, working with your department, I was offered a spot at a table for the 10 best workplaces in San Antonio. Mm -hmm. And I saw the guest list and I saw the names on the list. Mm -hmm. And for the first moment I thought I don't belong at that table. Wow. Because you immediately like, wow, these people at this table, I mean, they're very accomplished. They are senior leaders mm -hmm. of of our company. Yes. And, you know, I stayed with that for a little bit. And then I thought about, okay, I've got to start saying yes to things. Yes. So I said yes. And it was a great experience. And mm -hmm. so now I'm just continuing to do things that make me uncomfortable. Yes. Yeah. I love it. Um, 
for people listening in, I think that's a point <laughs> that they just have to hear. hear. I'm going to under, I'm going to say it again, but it's what makes you uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yes. Also, what's something you would normally say no to mm-hmm. that if you said yes to could stimulate so much growth in your life. Right. And, uh, and I think it's, it, you're, you're right though. New experiences frighten me. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd rather just do what I've always been. If it, was, if it was just me and I wasn't thinking about growing, I wasn't thinking about changing and developing and transforming, then let me just do the same things I've always done. Right. Keep it simplistic. And again, like even starting this business, right? Like, spe- yeah, like, this is- like um, this is something new and it's scary and it's frightening. It's not a guarantee the way my prior role was. Right. And so, but that being such a pivotal part of a growth plan, which mm-hmm. is um, what can you say yes to that you normally would say no to because yes. of fear. Because of fear and mm-hmm. you're holding yourself back. Yes. Yeah. Now, how are you using your leadership gift in the community? So, you know, different different ways. Um, we are heavily, you know, involved with St. Gregory the Great mm-hmm. Catholic Church. Um, you know, my children have gone to that school for 10 years for my daughter. My son is now starting his journey. Mm-hmm. So volunteering our efforts when they, you know, ask us to help with, you know, festivals or um last year i helped with the the booster club Mm -hmm. and just really offering you know wherever we can um they've got great teachers that you know we offer our services to my husband is also really big about trying to say hey how can i help you guys um and then just outside of that you know my daughter plays club sports so last year i got to be the team mom Uh which is a lot of coordination and a lot of personalities yes um, because you have a lot of responsibility at oh work yeah. yes and, and then yes so oh. i took on that role without knowing that i was going to get all that responsibility at work and then i thought about whoa i shouldn't have taken this on but it was okay because you learn how to balance yes. multiple things at the same time so yeah. So um, that, it, it, it's always surprising to me because sometimes, I mean, you had a lot of responsibility where mm-hmm. you have a, this major responsibility. Yes. So the, being that you said it's called a team mom, mm-hmm. what, what all came with that? So it really just meant, you know, organizing the parents to make sure the parents know where the events were going to be at, um, where lunches were going to be coordinated, where practices were communicating the message from the coach to the parents and mm-hmm. back and forth. There were also just a lot of, you know, personalities to get together and make sure that all the parents were getting along and not kind of getting in, into stuff. Um, but really, that's that's what it is. And it doesn't seem like a lot of tasks. But when you I think we had about 12 to 14 different tournaments mm-hmm. uh, in a, about six months. So oh, it yes. becomes a lot of coordination oh, yes. and. Not a lot of fun, but, <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, but if, you, if you're the point of contact, you're getting all the questions, yeah. you know, everybody's asking you about it, double checking asking yes. about the hotel information, mm-hmm. the game information, the cost, yes. and all that's coming to you, yes. which, right. I think there's, there's so much, uh, again, leadership and ta- task execution mm-hmm. that you were, um, involved in at that level. And right. this, again, it's helping the community, helping, helping the, the parents, helping, um, the other young women, mm-hmm. um, that were on the team to, uh, to have a great experience. Mm-hmm. They did. So how do you integrate your family in your leadership role? So I use my family as an example all the time. I always share. I use it part as a relationship thing. I think it's relatable for mm-hmm. you to be able to share with your associates or your team members about things about your family. Yes. Especially, you know, when I was training, I would share about my daughter because she was she was much smaller. Um and one class, my very last class that I had 
had about 18 associates in it. And just a really special class. And my daughter came home kind of towards the end of the class and she shared a story with me. Mm-hmm. And then I shared it with them at graduation. And the story was, she said, Mom, did you know that a bee's body is too heavy for the wings for it to actually be able to fly? Mm-hmm. And I said, well, how does it fly? Because we all know they do. Mm-hmm. And she said, because nobody told the bees they couldn't fly. Uh-oh. Oof. Yeah. Yes. And so I shared that story during our graduation with them as a way of letting them know that the only limits that you have in your life are the ones that you place on yourself. Preach that. Yeah. Preach that, Robin. Yeah. <laughs> and she made them little bees and it yes. was very cute. But they all kind of huddled together. Um, mm. But just sharing with, you know, my family, with anybody I work with, I, mm. I think it's it helps to humanize you. Yes. You know, there's. There's business, but you're also a human being and they Mm. need to know that. Yes. I can see it being one of those areas where you're maximizing Mm -hmm. the insights that you're experiencing with your children, with your family. But then you're not just hearing and having this special moment. But now I'm going to create, you know, 18 other special moments with those 18 associates that were in your training class so that they're able to hear this lesson. It's a great lesson, you know, great lesson of what internal roadblocks am I putting in front of myself? Mm -hmm. You know, what self limiting beliefs do i have like am i calling myself stupid am i calling myself trash am i calling myself worthless and some of these um, fundamental ways that we think about us um, can be Mm -hmm. our biggest roadblocks to our own success right so many people in an entry-level role just see themselves as an entry-level person Mm -hmm. they don't see the leadership because they don't have the title right and so you know i really tried to get them to see that you are you can be anything Mm -hmm. you can be a leader even if you don't have that title right um the skills that you're going to exhibit don't don't aren't restricted by the title that you have yes so i love it yeah um leading without the title without the role it happens before and if even uh we talk often you know one of uh, one of our uh, a guy that you and I both admire, John Maxwell, yes. talks about leadership as influence. Mm-hmm. And you you get, I think we were talking the other day, like you know, a three year old who's having this conversation or persuading their parents to buy them a cookie from Chick fil A. Mm-hmm. You know that there's influence there. There's a right. leadership gift to be able to persuade your parent to do something for you. Um, there's leadership there, mm-hmm. right? And then you think about people at this entry level role that you right, they're in this role that might they might feel like it's. I, I'm no big deal, right. but this idea of, I, I always think about like servant leadership and what mm-hmm. you do to serve and help the people around you, you could be changing lives in that role right? without this leadership title, but then, and you'll see um, people who are truly leading, truly influencing regardless of what title they have. Right. And really, if you want to continue to grow in your career, it's going to be the things that you're doing for other people that mm-hmm. is going to kind of pull you apart from everybody else yes so you you know there used to be a quote on my desk that said you rise by lifting others yes and that is so true you Mm -hmm. cannot develop yourself you can you know any associate can do a good job Mm -hmm. anybody can do that but it's what do you do to make others around you even better Mm -hmm. and then that's how you kind of lift up to another role that's right no you're spot on i remember hearing i think i asked some question to one of my mentors when i was um when I was working in insurance as well. Mm-hmm. And I think she echoed exactly what you said. It's, it's one person who could do it themselves, mm-hmm. but can you help two people do it as well? Right. Can you help three people? Can you help right. four people? And then you begin, you begin to see this influence. Like you're not just bringing you, you, you and your contributions to the table, mm-hmm. but look at all the people that I'm bringing to the table as well right. and lifting them up. But mm-hmm. solid point about um, leading 
beyond the title and role. So to bring it in for a landing, I want to hear your favorite qualities about your husband, mm -hmm. son, and daughter. Okay. So my husband, I would say my best, his best quality is that he's my partner. Mm -hmm. You know, we really are in a partnership where he is strong, I'm weak, and, and vice versa, and we help yes. each other out. So I think, you know, this is, he's just an amazing person. I'm very mm -hmm. lucky and blessed to have met him. And, awesome. You know, he's a great father. So I hope that my kids... Um, grow up to have some of those qualities yes yeah. yo jesus yes all right he he's a great husband mm -hmm. um nicholas my little guy you know he is just so creative and mm -hmm. very um strong-willed in his own way he kind mm -hmm. of is self-assured knows what he wants yes and and the creativity is there so you know for him um my biggest hope is that he just continues to be a good you know grow up to be a good man mm -hmm. and um and think differently. Mm -hmm. Don't don't just see what everybody else sees. That's right. That's yeah. right. So you're already yeah. having a vision for his leadership yes. and what he's gonna do. Right. There we go. <laughs> but he's you know he's his own person, so mm -hmm. they exhibit leadership already, which That's is right. great. Mm -hmm. And my daughter is very. Um, she's got perseverance. Yes. She's brave, and she she sometimes will coach me, which All is right. pretty amazing. Come on. Yeah. There's times where we've had a little argument, and she'll say. Um, what are you really mad about? I'm like, oh wow. Let's <laughs> pull back deep. to layers and dig deeper. Yes. Yes. So I think right, I think one day she's gonna be even better than I ever Come on. was. All so, right. Yeah. I love hearing about your family. Yeah. And it sounds like incredible people. And I can't wait for them to hear that little segment yes. of what you love about them. Well, um, again, thank you for being a part of the show. Again, you've had a positive impact in my life. And I'm I'm excited for people to tune in and hear the principles that you shared because I know it could help a lot of people out there. Good. So if you're tuning in, this is the Strong Life Coach Podcast. I'm here with Robin Romero. And uh, you know what we do. We speak life, coach life, write life, and lead life. So be sure to like the podcast, to rate it well, to comment, to share it, and don't forget to subscribe. Yes. Thank you.